it was holding you down. Can't pick up no crime. Can't pick up no crime. Alright everyone, welcome to the Animator's Guide to Virtual Reality. Kind of a special edition today. I've got Matt Davey on the line. Hello, Matt. Hey, Rick. How's it going? Not too bad. You've got Matt's, Matt's a, a regular on the show, a local game developer here in in, in Peterborough and also on the um, the team here at RDXYZ. And it's kind of a special show today. We both have been following what's been going on in the world of trade shows in North America this week. And, uh, of course, we're talking about South by Southwest and South by Interactive in particular. And, Matt, what are you going to be talking about today? Oh, I mean, I guess I could talk about a little bit of GDC. It's not really a trade show, but, I mean, I guess it falls in that category. Well, that might be a good way to start. I mean, so I, I, I've got lots of little news and sort of, sort of, I've, I've run down a sort of a top five of what happened at South by, but um, at the same time, or a little bit later, was GDC. Tell us a little bit about what it is and why it was getting a lot of the VR sort of um, uh, trending as well. Well, GDC is the Game Developers Conference, which is hosted once a year, I think. Yeah, but yeah. once a year. And it really is not actually about the actual publishers or getting um, games out there. Originally, it was just, you know, Developers getting together, having talks, and kind of sharing the experiences that we all go through when we're making games and kind of how to improve your process, how to improve your pipelines, what did and didn't work. Um, as things have gone on, uh, publishers and, and some uh, console uh, manufacturers have entered that uh, conference to kind of give out some press releases there that are kind of directly related to the actual developers themselves. So in the case mm-hmm. of this year's, um, Sony came in and said, you know, the PlayStation VR is going to cost three ninety nine American. It's going to be available in October, which so is a pretty big deal. Finally, we got a date because we yeah, sort of, you yeah. know, finally we got a price. And also, too, they also they announced. I think it was fifty games. Or, or we'll, we'll be shipping yeah, on. Uh, I believe it was fifty games or so. They're going to say before the end of the year. Okay. Um, obviously, some are probably going to get pushed. Um, they also kind of showed what a lot of us were wondering as to how um, they were going to handle powering the actual VR. Uh, experience um, and whether the PS4 was going to be able to live up to it on its own. In this case, they finally told us about this little black box, for example, that they claim is just going to handle spatial audio, nothing else. The, the PlayStation 4 will handle everything else, but the audio will be done in this little box, which is great news um, because it means that, you know, as I, a little bit of a PlayStation fanboy or Sony fanboy, I guess I should say, is, sure. you know, the hardware is great in my opinion. I, I kind of weigh them both out. And it's good to see that it's still holding up. Um, I guess another thing that's kind of in the news out of GDC is that both Sony and Microsoft are hinting that they might have a mid-cycle upgrade um, for their consoles, which is, I don't want to say unheard of, but it's it's pretty new in the console space. Now, what do you mean, a, a, a hardware upgrade? Yeah, one of the things that when you make games for consoles, which is really great, is that you have fixed hardware. So you yeah, know how much exactly. processor, uh, processing power you have, what the GPU performance is, you know what you can do. And you can kind of custom uh, tailor your game for that and compile it, you know, just for the Xbox One and, and tweak out as much power of that console and that hardware as possible. Um, so uh, console providers often, you know, tout that as, you know, the games that work better because they're just made for this. Whereas a PC, you know, you have to deal with, you know, whether they have an AMD, this video card, or an NVIDIA, this video card, whether the CPU is this or that, if you know, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of variables, but a console gives you a fixed thing. It's here's what's there. Um, and so they've never really actually 
upgraded them mid-cycle or it's been kind of a a negative thing looked at. But in this case, they're talking, you know, it's almost like the PlayStation 4.5 or the Xbox 1.5 where they're going to need to give it a little extra something to handle um, that that uh, next generational gap before the next uh, series of consoles comes out. Um, so we'll call it the 4.5, if you will. Now, this isn't going to be something that an existing PlayStation 4 owner can add it on. It doesn't sound like that. Now, they were very... Uh, there's a bunch of news articles out um, at the conference. They weren't really talking too much about it. Um, obviously, they've <coughs> talked a bunch of developers about it. Uh, it looks like it's a hardware refresh, from what I understand, which means it'll be a new PlayStation. Mm-hmm. There won't be much difference between what you see in the current gen and the, this future gen. Yeah. The future gen really is actually just to power 4K outputs of uh, like rendering to a 4K TV. That's really what this upgrade is going to be about. Significant, though, because, again, that's another whole new world to 4K content as well. And that's kind of going to be the theme of, of, of today's show and, and was sort of with GDC and, and South By is, is just ramping up to fuel the demand for content in the gaming world or, or in the VR film world or animation world. So that's actually going to be really interesting to see. But it, probably above all, though, just what's nice, though, is that, you know, all the PlayStation 4s that are out there, they're already out there. And mm-hmm. for the most part... Uh, they're going to be ready for this, from the sounds of it. Just I, from from just the buzz that I heard and and that I read and saw, it was like, yeah, P- PS4, um, here here it comes. <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots of cool news in the VR space. I mean, Valve uh, announced at GDC that they'll be releasing a plugin for Unity, which allow uh, Unity developers to kind of have this very fixed uh, rendering system for the HTC Vive. Um, which is fantastic news for people like me that are doing development in that area. Okay, Matt. So tell me, what do you, what do you mean by why? Why does it get you excited? Uh, particularly, it's it gives me this chance to say I have a fixed set of lights that I can use. I have a fixed number of shadows. I ha- I know that it's going to work. Um, so Valve used it in their uh, portal demo for the Vive that they did, and mm. it, it it worked really well. It uh, it kind of because of the issues of rendering to the VR headsets, you have to render two screens, essentially. Right. Two cameras. Yeah. This gives us a, a Unity developers kind of like a fixed render point. So this is a fixed render pipeline. This is the number of lights that we can use. This is the number of shadows that's going to be able to do. And this is exactly how to use it. And if you do use it this way, it's going to work for you. And it'll have the right frame rate. You won't have any drops, frames. Those sorts of things are important because you want your experience to be perfect um so that's that's cool for the vibe and the you know who knows what it's gonna be like when it actually gets released um it's same way as playstation uh their um, their internal review team uh basically said that if you're putting out a psvr game if it drops below 60 frames a second i think it was 60 frames a second yeah something like that you're cut you don't what? get what really yeah. it has to run at X number of frames a second. It may be six, maybe 30. I can't remember what they said. Wow. Um, but it won't pass certification if you don't. But this, uh, what, what's happening with Valve and Unity and, and Vive by streamlining the heart with software uh, is making your life a little easier and that you can you can maintain frame rates and generate the polys faster? Or? Well, having a simple uh, render pipeline or a render as we would call it uh, just makes it 
easier to work with the hardware so I, I can count on certain things to happen. Um, it's just, I guess it's good. I don't know how to really <laughs> explain it well, other than that it, it's good for the community that are going to be working with that device because yeah. you have Oculus who's providing Unity with a plug-in to make things work just right for them. Mm-hmm. Now we have Valve, you know, taking two parts. They have their plug-in. Now they've taken that next step and actually have created a renderer or a system that latches onto Unity's renderer to further integrate their hardware with Unity. Um, the further an integration is done into the engine, the better it is for the end user. Gotcha. So and it was 60 frames a second. They will not certify your game. It, oh, you just checked that? Yeah, I just checked it. Our, our crack research team here at RDXYZ has uh, stepped up and uh, provided you Someone live. Someone a little note that said 60 <laughs> frames a second. <laughs> All right, well, that's actually – VR is, is not new in the game industry, in the game game world. I mean, this is something that has been ramping up for a while. So there's a lot of – there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interest in it, and uh, it definitely it's it's ramping up. And it's going to – I think it's going to be a very interesting summer for sure to see how these things uh, – the, how all the hardware and software comes online. We can come back to GDC if you like, but I just wanted to jump into South By for, for just a little bit. All right. Yeah, tell me about so, it. So, I mean – well, basically, I mean – I did a little experiment with the Twitter feed, just sort of tagged a few of our posts. Uh, hey, South by uh, on the flight home, check out our, our uh, Animator's Guide to Virtual Reality podcast. Holy smokes. So we were at one point downloading you know, podcast a minute, which is great, uh, an episode a minute. And um, I can tell you that um, your episode was very popular. And I noticed the episode with Sean Stevens uh, with uh, theatrical lighting, and they were touched on theatrical sound as well. By far, actually, it was our, one of our most popular. So it actually shows me, it tells us, it tells me that there is a huge demand for, obviously, for content. We know that. And yes, I picked up a ton of really high-quality Twitter followers, like, Thank you, everybody who's listening, but also to um, the the episodes that are being downloaded are exactly what I thought would be of interest. Not necessarily the VR, Yahoo, techno, and here I am. I've got you on the show. You're my techno expert, but I mean, those aren't the ones that are necessarily the most popular. The ones are the ones that are the, that are on the fringe: lighting, sound, um, the, the things that aren't necessarily VR, but people that are thinking of moving into VR. So, very, very interesting stats there. Um, but no, I, uh, hello, hello to all the GDC and South by listeners that are listening to our podcast for the first time. Thank you for listening and I do hope you subscribe. But here's sort of, I was, uh, documenting the feed and trying to get my head around some of the, uh, more interesting, uh, factoids. And I came up with a list of, of about five interesting things. Now, in the time between us recording this episode and when I actually publish it, I'm going to try and find the sound bite. But I got a really interesting quote here from IndieWire from Chris Milk. Now, we know Chris Milk is the, um, head, is the director of um, Verse, of VRSE, and he's, he's a director, worked with U2, and uh, everyone is trying to be sort of the, right now, the, the Chris Milk of the... It's crazy. He's really kind of made a name for himself, so good for him. Here's his quote, though, I found really kind of interesting. The first step of working in a new medium is copying an existing medium, which is true. We're that's, we see that all the time. The second step is a project that could exist in a previous medium, but works better in the new medium. And that's kind of where we are right now, where we're trying to translate stories from the way we used to tell them into this VR. And we're trying to make it work. We're trying to see what sticks. The third step though, make something that can't exist in the previous medium. 
and they've got a few ideas of what uh, they're working on, and they're going to try and have that out later this year or next year. So that, I think, kind of sums it up. I think we're seeing a lot of really interesting stories that are uh, just sort of being translated or transferred from, say, film or interactive video, let's say, and bumped into VR. And it's, yeah, it's totally possible. But we're, we're everyone, they didn't necessarily see it at South By, but everyone knows that it's coming and no one really knows what this new kind of storytelling is going to look like. And that's something we've touched on on virtually every episode of this show is, uh, yeah, we can, we can, we can tell stories, but, um, what are the stories we're going to be able to tell once we sort of hand over the keys to the audience? So that is what I saw that time and time again, where brands would hand, hand over their brand to, to the audience and let the audience decide what to do with it. Probably the most striking example of that was finally the people from a company called Groove Jones. Hello, Groove Jones. They are the uh, masterminds behind the uh, McDonald's uh, Happy Meal uh, VR <laughs> glasses that came out in uh, in Sweden. Well, they had a whole huge uh, McDonald's display. We got a little more hands-on in North America about what it actually looked like. And one of the more interesting things for me, anyway, was the... Um, the game that shipped with, or the game that was downloadable uh, to play designed for this uh, Happy Meal goggle was a sort of an epic Mickey painting game where you just take this huge nozzle of paint and just spray it all over the McDonald's and paint the room that you're in with tons of paint. So not really sure exactly how that was working in terms of augmented reality or VR, but I love it. It sounds really cool. So everyone... augmented. Yeah, yeah, not exactly sure, but that is um that's finally in North America we get to see this uh this McDonald's Happy Meal. So that was really really huge. Um we we've, we've we're experimenting with different kinds of projection devices now and by projection it's not just about goggles anymore. So a lot of things that were happening and this is actually very interesting for me because of my background at Disney and also my background in live entertainment and where I'm taking sort of the work that we're doing in terms of bringing it out to the audience in a, in almost a theatrical way. Uh, at South by, we saw a lot of exhibits. One of them was called the full dome, which is kind of like one of those, um, Matt, do you ever go to those planetariums when you were a kid? Like the, the ROM sort of thing. I want the butter. What? Oh, you cut out there, buddy. What was that again? Oh, the one in Niagara Falls with like the butterflies and stuff. When they, they have the huge dome that opens up to the sky. Oh, well this, I'm actually, it's more like a, it's a projection. It's like a yeah, spher- projection one. Huh? Yeah, no, it's a spherical projection map. It projects up into the sky, and they would do like um, planetarium uh, sort of uh, shows. I must have had a sadly neglected childhood. Well, hmm. <laughs> then there's the uh, they do like the Pink Floyd, uh, the Wall kind of trippy kind of uh, dome. But we won't get into that today. But oh, they, I just thought of something. Wow. <gasps> Let me write that down. I can almost <laughs> smell the smoke from the I know. <laughs> Now that's going back to... Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> but uh, they, that was called the Full Dome in, uh, in South By, and they were experimenting with that and putting uh, multiple people through one experience at the same time. I don't know if that's exactly VR, but uh, it's interesting to see that kind of hardware happening. And um, on the topic of live events... Uh, definitely, definitely one of the, probably the one, the, uh, in terms of, we don't really talk too much about 360 video on this show. We're more about animation, but, um, I, I loved this where, uh, concert promoters and, um, concert uh, and bands were really excited and showing some really, really interesting demos of, um, putting together like a, a concert in VR. 
where you actually would buy a ticket to experience a show live, but you can sell that seat to hundreds or thousands of people. That seems almost ridiculous. I'm not going to well, lie. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I, I've got teenage daughters and like, you know, a Justin Bieber ticket or a Taylor Swift ticket, it would be a pretty, pretty, pretty high demand and, and something that I'd, I, I would love to be able to provide to them. But if the tickets were... It's almost were, like you can buy a... Okay, you can buy your front row seat as a VR seat and then you can, you can live the experience there. Exactly. I mean, that, that sounds like a good idea, but reselling? I don't know. No, no, I'm really reselling, but that's, that's that's basically what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you've got the seat, and and and, and that seat is reserved for like this wonky 3D the camera. camera. <laughs> There's like a giant robot camera there. <laughs> Everyone's in the experience of the theater, and there's this robot camera. Just kind of staring straight into the onto the stage. Who knows who's watching? You know, people are raising lighters, and the robot light raises the light. <laughs> You realize this already we've had so many awesome ideas for short films. This is incredible. Oh my god. I'm gonna write that one down too. No, that was actually I thought very, very interesting. And that actually, by the way, was the lead off to our uh, our show today. We uh, we pulled a clip from uh a band called uh Watch Crown. And uh it's interesting that the New York Times is getting into VR in a big way and they put out a number of uh, uh NYT VR mini documentaries. Uh they're primarily three sixty video, but um uh, it, it's kind of interesting that this media, traditional media company, is moving into VR and they're really pushing it in a big way. So if you're interested in seeing um, that clip, the the link to the uh, YouTube version will be in the show notes. But definitely check out the New York Times VR uh, page, and they, there's a probably about, there's about a dozen um, short documentaries up there right now that will play on their app, which runs on just about any iOS or Android device. So. That hit big at South by as well. Um, there are some examples of uh, VR exercise machines, you know, uh, spin bikes, uh, spin cycles. You know, you're on your bike and uh, you, you got the goggles on, and I, I can totally see how that would work. I'm, a, I'm an avid cyclist. I love biking and I love spinning, and I can I can see that. Although when I'm in a spin class, I'm crawling out of there drenched in sweat. So we got to work on how these uh, these uh, goggles. You can wear them for 45 minutes or 60 minutes and, and sweat in them. We'll see how that works. And there was a great exercise experience. You're pedaling and, you know, you're doing it on some mountain or something. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. You're just in your basement. (laughs) It does sound a little like a, like a Futurama episode or something a little too, like too good to be true, but they they had some examples of that as well. And, um, no, I just, that was, it was, that was kind of the rundown for me. I think generally I thought, you know, obviously South by is, uh, it's a lot of fun if that's your speed and a lot of standing in line, a lot of drinking and eating and people talking about how Austin food's not good as Dallas food. I've, I've read a t- ridiculous amount of food porn about just like the best burrito how, and how it's not. It's always been a like good lot between Austin and Dallas though. So <laughs> that doesn't sound that off track. Oh, it was, no, I don't, not at all. It was everywhere actually. I was actually kind of surprised uh, with, with how much there was and how consistent. It was that uh, our burrito is better than yours sort of thing. But um, no, and it all just came back. I think there's a, a delirious um, buzz right now of, um, of, of uh, some very, very creative advertising uh, people working there that are working in branding, working in live events. They're going to come away from the show and wonder, hey, who's doing this kind of stuff? And uh, plug, plug, plug. You know, that's what we do here. We have a, <laughs> we got a number of pitches out already. 
and we have we have some capacity to to bring some more in house. So, if you're looking for someone who is uh, doing this sort of thing, um, that's what we do here as well, and we're happy to share and talk about it and find out what it is that you've got in mind. So, end end plug. But uh, I wanted to get that out there because uh, obviously people are interested. Uh, like I say, thanks to everyone who's listening to the podcast and subscribing and and all that good stuff. Matt, any other thing come to mind that you're thinking about? Uh, maybe you heard about South by or anything else from GDC that you wanted to touch on? No, just it's been a really interesting week just for kind of news like that. And I guess as the uh, release windows close in on devices, it will uh, start to have a lot more kind of hands-on experience with the retail versions of them. I mean, I've seen mm-hmm. some of the development kits and played around with some of those, but I think once we start seeing the retail ones, we should really kind of bring home some uh, podcasts about that maybe and get uh, some more hands-on experience discussion with them then. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, and we'll be getting, uh, I'm excited for the day when like, uh, you know, you can pick something up at Costco. I mean, that's, and <laughs> that's going to happen soon. I'll tell you that. The day Costco starts selling them, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and also too, um, software has been, there's been a number of interesting releases over the past um, week or two. I know, um, I don't know if you, uh, I know you. We, we, we use we, Moto and we use uh, Maya, but Lightwave came out with a really interesting uh, Uber camera just this week. Uh, it's called Uber Camera uh, 2.4. They've come up with, and it's actually quite astonishing what they managed to pack into it in terms of um, really, really seamless, um, st- uh, not scary, stereoscopic. Well, stereoscopic, and also just the totally immersive cameras. And um, yeah, we've, we've run a few scenes through it just to see how it rendered out, and you can actually. Is this the Uber Cam we're talking about? Yeah, I'm slipping into that. Yeah, that that was okay. released this week as well. That was a. I just want to do a quick little rundown of sort of what's going on with the news and say hello to our new listeners. And we've got a, a number of awesome guests lined up. We've got a number of more guests from the National Film Board who have uh, volunteered to come on the show. So a uh, big shout out to that. And uh, a number of schools were lining up to get involved. And also there's another developer in the Toronto area who's working on some really, really interesting uh, 3D painting programs for VR. So we'll get David on to uh, talk about the work that he's doing in VR. Uh, quick show, though. I, uh, I think that's about it. Matt, is there anything else you want to bring up? Not good. No, yeah, that was awesome. Well, listen, uh, take care. And uh, again, if you have any questions about the show, uh, just email me, rick at rd.xyz. We're on Twitter. That's the best way to reach out. It's at rdxyz. It's spelled A-R-D-E-X-Y-Z. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. And no problem, man. Anytime. <laughs> you got it. And thanks, everybody. Subscribe, share, tell your friends, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>